What's up, world? It's Katrina and Marlena, and this is Excess Baggage, the podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking the silent treatment. Okay, let's start the show. How you doing? What's your baggage today? How am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes these things are loaded questions. Um, mm. I am hanging on by a thread, man. I <laughs> feel like this last week or so has been a little trying in my personal mm. life. You know, stuff that I'm just, you know, will not divulge on the air, but I have been going through some things and I'm just waiting for them to pass. So I, um, yeah, my baggage today is really just trying to get out of my head and hoping for the best. Okay. What about you? What's your baggage (laughs) today? (laughs) Well, she washed, but did not comb or condition her hair. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Um, I'm faking it okay right now, but you know, tomorrow is another day. And there's a whole like undetangled nest that's happening in certain areas. But anyways, <laughs> that is- well, it doesn't look like it. Well, at least it don't look like it on camera. I would tell you, but. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> for that. Yes. No, she's faking it really well, but in the back over here whole different story but you know we won't tell people about that um so that is part of my baggage wow (laughs) listen we said we was gonna start recording on thursdays and we keep ending up back here i don't get dressed on thursdays i go to my own therapy and then i don't do nothing else (laughs) well i don't know i just always like thursday actually my favorite day of the week is wednesday actually because I feel like, damn, okay, we're almost to the weekend. It's just like, it's right. It's the happy medium, you know, because sometimes Thursdays can be a whole fucking mess. And then you get to Friday, you're like, oh, you're so exhausted on Friday. You don't even want to go out that Friday night because you're just exhausted from the hell of a Thursday that you just had. So yeah, Wednesday's my favorite. That was interesting rationale. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And it's hump day. I mean, come on. Well, well, why would I? It's Wednesday, so I'm yes. good. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Okay. Well, I don't typically get dressed on Thursdays because I don't see clients on Thursdays, and so I be at my house, big chilling, spin the cheese. No, that's big pimping. No, that's big pimping. That's big pimping. And today that included washing, but not you know finishing the process of washing my hair. But whatever. Um. My other baggage, though, is like, so I have a presentation tomorrow and my computer, the internet, technology, all of the above, it's just acting up. And I just, I need it to act right. I need to get its life together and just act right because I might lose my mind. You could play that City Girl song for I don't think that's going to work. Act up, you could get smacked up. Act up, <laughs> Okay, fine. That probably won't work. But um, (laughs) at least it would be maybe a moment, you know, a fun moment within the hysteria of it all. Yes, it would relieve the amount of anxiety and stress that is happening in my body because of this. Yeah, that that could help in that way. It's true. Uh, But yeah, we'll see. I'm debating about like going to my parents' house and doing the presentation from there just in case, but I also hate going other places to do things that like I have to do. Interesting. So we'll see. Well, I will go to yeah. my parents. If, if they have more, reli- more reliable internet, because you know your internet be acting up. If they have because I live in fucking Inglewood. Yes, with all the planes. The planes, the planes. The damn planes. And I don't know why these internet companies ain't figured this shit out yet, but... But also, my parents' internet, they live further. 
just about a mile further from the airport than I do. Their internet is usually okay, but it's not necessarily always better. And we have the same company. So sometimes if mine is acting up, theirs is acting up too. So I'm going to have to call them. But it's also not just the internet. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, maybe they can send out a box or something. Don't they give people like, when you have bad service? Yeah, I did that not too long ago. Oh. Yes. It's still, it'd be having its days. But again, it's not just the internet because Zoom has just not worked for me today. I was supposed to have therapy on Zoom this morning and I could so technology is just not my friend right now and i hope it chooses to do something different tomorrow i hope your presentation tomorrow goes uh i hope it goes good girl me too (laughs) (laughs) at this point to some degree there's a piece of me that's like okay we've been doing this for at least a year now like y'all know what's up and then there's a piece of me that's like yeah, but it would be nice if it would act right, you know? So, I don't I feel know. It. I feel that. We will see. Uh, I'll probably call my mom after this and just make sure that they have space and availability for me to be over there um, tomorrow morning. And then I'll see how I feel. That's real nice you call your parents before you're going to show up. I don't. <laughs> well... I don't always, but this is one of those situations where it's like, I'm not just showing up. Like, is it going to be quiet enough for me to do work over there? Because they've also been getting work done on the house here and there. And is your internet working okay? (laughs) How's your technology over there? (laughs) Because if I pop up over there thinking that I could just do this presentation and then it's a wreck over there too, it's useless. I might as well stay my ass at home. True. So... That's why I'm calling. If I was just coming to hang out, I'd just pop up when I feel like it. It's true. (laughs) Well, today's topic is the The silent silent treatment. treatment. Yes. Brought to you by niggas that need to get their shit together. I'm done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We've all been victim of it. We've all either been victim of it or have also done it that part i have for sure given someone the silent treatment my reason behind that though is because i probably was gonna say something really bad sure and a lot of times i need to process my feelings before i go back talking to you because if i don't this can go very left real fast and so you know but i also understand why you know, the silent treatment sucks because it's been done to me. Mm. And so I just wish there was some type of happy medium, you know? So I think, okay, we didn't think about this when we were planning the episode, but now I'm thinking like, how are we even defining the silent treatment? Well, for me, it's just like, I'm just not talking to you, you know? And when I feel like it, I'll talk (laughs) to you again. Um, And sometimes... You know, if the person reaches out or something like that, that can shift, that can change based on, you know, why they reached out. Sure. Because a lot of times I feel like I only really give out the silent treatment when I feel like I've been wrong. Mm. I don't know. A lot of people don't necessarily use the silent treatment like that. There's some extreme kind of measures. It's just like a control. Sure, yeah. It's a control thing and they're trying to play mind games with you. So it can be, I think, just in the midst of a discourse, Mm -hmm. people will go their separate ways. And then once, you know, they've had time to process their feelings, they come back and they they talk. Well, I would hope they would talk it through, but sometimes that silent treatment can... in, be the end, <laughs> the end of, of a situation because yeah. one person didn't want to put down their sword or so to speak. I don't know. So does this. OK, I guess the question I was asking was like, does a silent treatment have a timeline? Because as I was hearing you say, like sometimes you need time to process. I was kind of like, but is that the silent treatment if you just take a moment to process? But I guess it still is if you are intentionally not responding to something. Yes. Yes. So if you're just not talking to them in that moment because you need 
space to sort yourself out, but they haven't reached out, then it wouldn't be the silent treatment. But if like they reach out, they've tried to say something and you just like flat out ignore them, then I guess that is the silent treatment. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And both of those fucking suck. I don't care Absolutely. which version of, of either of those. Absolutely. They suck. It doesn't feel good. No, not at it all. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. No. And I don't even think it feels good when you're the person issuing out. It doesn't feel good for, well, for me, at least most times. Sometimes it's like, okay, if it went like, you know, no, I'm really not talking to you for a legit, you know, not saying that it's not legit, but like a for real, like serious uh, problem, then that makes sense. But if I'm just not talking to you because I feel like, okay, you're acting funny or something is off, I feel like that's really me putting up a defense mechanism because I'm just like, okay, are they, if they're not talking to me, then I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going <laughs> right, to call them. Why, right. would I, why would I reach out to them? What would be the purpose of that? So I be the yeah. one to, to be the first to let down my guard. Why is it that I have to always be the bigger person? Yeah. I've been in that situation several times. Just if you're not acting right and I have to constantly be the person to open my mouth, share how I'm feeling, express things, try to work it out and all of that. And you just start acting kind of funny, uh, relating back to what we were talking about last episode about grudges, like you're holding things in and just not reacting in the in the way that you normally would like I'm definitely gonna just take a step back why would I continue to try to engage with you if you are not going to show up in a way that feels good to me but it also doesn't feel good to me to stop engaging with you because that doesn't actually fix the problem right and I care about you and I love you or I like you or you know I want you in my life sure so it does not feel good for me to act like that. That's not, I'm only, right. you're putting out the energy and I'm responding to it. It's almost like I'm doing it out of need. Like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to shut this down. Right. Because if I try to talk to you, it doesn't work. <laughs> if I try to have like an adult in interaction with you or like we're being reasonable with one another, that doesn't work either. So then- then what? Yes, I just um, won't talk to you. Exactly. I probably just won't talk to you. And then knowing me, I'll eventually cave. Um, you know, not, not, I hate to say that, like I'll, I'll eventually cave, but depending on the situation, you know, I will for sure be like, okay, like you good? Like what's going, you know, I don't like discourse. I don't like that, like hanging around in the background to me. It's, right. it's, it's juvenile. It's, it's, it's pointless. You know, if there's an issue that needs to be resolved, like I just, I'm ready to get to that part portion of it. And if you do need time to step away, then just say you need time to step away. That part. You can do that, but like completely just disappearing and then just almost being like, well, you know, I, I don't like when it's a feeling of like, well, you could have called me. It's like, but I have been calling you. <laughs> right. I've been talking, you know, this is a two way street. So if days go by and you decide not to, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Like you said, I don't, what do you do with that? Yeah. And it's, it's like you say, I tell this to people all the time. It is my biggest pet peeve in the world. Use your fucking words. Like I say that obviously not in that language. I say that to children. <laughs> I say that to grown ass adults. It is my, like, I just don't understand. We have language. I understand that language doesn't always explain everything. It can be challenging to find, but also we have it. Utilize your language. Use your words. Say what's going on. Say what's on your mind. People cannot read your mind. People cannot, like, Whatever narrative I am creating in my head about what's going on is not what's actually happening. And I won't know what's actually happening until you tell me. Absolutely correct. And if you don't, like you said, I'm not a mind reader. I'm not. And and I find it strange when people are having issues, but you can talk to me about anything else. 
everything else. We talk about <laughs> everything but the issue. And for right. me, that's even more weird because I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Like, I'm I'm glad that you ate ice cream today or whatever it is, you know, I'm glad that th- that worked out for you or you had a good call today or whatever the case may be, but I'm still in the, ba- in the, in the back of my mind, like, okay, so when are we going to talk about what we need to talk about? Because right. I want to feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable right now. Right. I feel like it's very fake mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I just don't think it, it's, it's fair and it's manipulative at the end of the day. Yeah. The, yeah. When people give you the silent treatment and then come back around as if nothing happened and they never talk about what the issue was, that is the one of the worst feelings to me in any kind of relationship, any kind of dynamic. Like we just don't act like nothing happens. I was the queen of doing that though. I really say I I mean not queen of doing it. Like I don't think I was doing it like it wasn't me but I was participating in that a lot Mm, I was a participant mm -hmm. and when I started out dating a lot of times because I just did not like conflict and I didn't want to fight there was a lot of things that I just did not say yeah it would just be in my my uh my mood you know my mood my behavior is how I would be projecting how I was feeling with but I wouldn't talk about it and so And then I would welcome them back and I would just pretend like it didn't happen. And then, you know, and that's not healthy because then later on, it's like you get so mad when things happen to you and you can't even explain, you can't even describe the feeling that the feelings that you're feeling anymore because it has bubbled up. Right. It's bubbled up completely. Right. And on the other end, it is also uncomfortable. Uh, I feel really unsafe, like really emotionally unsafe in those circumstances because I know you were upset. Nigga, we not going to act like you weren't. (laughs) It was clear that something was wrong. And so the fact that you were just skipping over it and acting like nothing went on and you're just back to being friendly and everything's okay, that makes me feel incredibly unsafe. Like, how am I supposed to know that you're not going to do this again? How am I supposed to know that whatever action I perform or thing that I say is not going to upset you? Like, I don't know because you won't tell me what's going on. And that feels really unsafe. I think I've been on that end more, not just even, not even just in romantic relationships, but in friendships and with family members, especially like some as a kid, like growing up. But yeah, I don't, that's really hard. It's super hard. And it, I don't know. You're right. Like you don't feel safe, but also I don't trust you. I feel like I'm looking at you very differently. And my responses to you, no matter who it is, will probably be, you know, let will grow less and less, you know, it won't be Mm -hmm. as enthusiastic. It won't be as um, loving and it won't be as forgiving like before. And that is where I feel like it just, that's one of the main reasons I feel that the silent treatment just definitely does not even work. I, I don't even think it works because either one person is reactive because they're trying to protect themselves during it sure. or one person is trying to get their point across without using their words, which really right. solves nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. So I, yeah, mm-mm. I agree that it doesn't work when the purpose is communication. When you are trying to communicate something to the other person that is related to how you feel or what have you, I I agree that it doesn't work. But to your point earlier, there are some people who genuinely just do it for manipulative purposes. And in that case, I think it works great. (laughs) It absolutely (laughs) makes the other person feel, feel whatever it is that you're trying to get them to feel. They feel like they can't trust themselves. They're unsure of how to operate. They don't know what's happening. I mean, but to your point earlier, I don't think it works if we're talking about, well, I think it does work if we're talking about somebody using it for manipulative purposes. Because the truth of the matter is, if you're giving someone the silent treatment, they are going to feel all the things that we just talked about. We're going to question ourselves. We're going to wonder what's going on. We're not going to feel like, 
things are okay. Or there's good, like, we're going to have a lot of questions and confusion and wondering, and how do I, what do I say? How do I engage? What, when am I supposed to reach out? Should I not reach out? Like what's going on? And I think a lot of that comes with doubting yourself, doubting what you've done, how you've experienced things or how you've shown up, which, you know, that then turns into a whole thing. So I mean, yeah, it doesn't work if you're trying to communicate that you are hurt or that you are upset or that something they did was wrong. But if you are just trying to be a manipulative person, then yeah, I think that's exactly what that does. It manipulates the other person. It does. And I have to tell you, I always am, um, I'm really shocked when someone like a friend of mine or someone points out to me that I'm being manipulated mm. because sometimes I just am like, okay, well, you know, this person isn't in it. They're not experiencing this, this relationship. And so of course you, you get on the defense because you're just like, what? Like, no, I'm not being manipulated. Like I'm telling you what, what is happening. Um, but then it's just you trying to rationalize crazy to me. It's like, it's like there, some things are unforgivable. I don't know mm-hmm. if silent treatment is one of them, but some things, you know, you just may not re- recognize that it's happening to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the good thing about, I will say, the, I guess the good thing about silent treatment, at least you'll know. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> come on up. now, something's up. Like you usually converse, you know, so why wouldn't you all of a sudden there be lack of communication? Yeah. Yeah. But I think so you will know that something's up. I, it's the, the challenges, then it's on you to figure it out. Mm. Or at least that's how it feels. Maybe it's not on you because maybe it's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. He ain't talking. She ain't talking. We ain't talking. Like, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that's just what it is. I mean, but, that, I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Because I mean, honestly, what else are you supposed to do? They're not speaking to you. Are you supposed to continue to reach out? Are you supposed to keep trying? Are you supposed to convince them to talk to you? Like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Exactly. I'm I'm over here saying like, while in theory, you would want to reach out to the person. I just feel like your pride gets in the way. I mean, who would want to do that? What person on, on either end? Yes. You know, I'm sure that that person would feel exactly the same way. Like, wait, what? What do you mean? You know, what do you mean you're not talking to me for what? Right. Um. So, yeah, no, you just let it ride. And if and like we said before, it's like if it it, it can be either both people decided to go in their corners and just kind of like do some reflection and, you know, get themselves together and come back and then work it out. Or it can be the death of a situation. Right, right. And how do you feel about that? Like, how do, how are you supposed to feel if something as, in my mind, something that can be resolved, you know, I don't know, but it, it, both people have to be on that same page, I guess, you know, but. Right. I, I mean, then it leads into the whole like ghosting situation. Like <laughs> when we talk about ghosting, ghosting is really just the silent treatment long term. Like silent treatment can technically end once it gets to the point of ghosting. It's like it never ended. (laughs) You just continue to be silent. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, I just wish people would just use their words. That is literally my biggest pet peeve. Use your words. Say what you got to say. Say what you got to say. It makes, I want to say it makes everybody's life easier. The therapist in me would argue that it would be better for everyone involved and it would be easier for everyone involved if everyone involved just used their words. Say what you got to say, no matter how challenging it is. It's true because at the end of the day, it's all about the communication. And if the communication is off, it's never going to, it's never going to work. It's it's just never going to work. And I don't know. That's why (laughs) this is my TED talk. No, that's why I don't like, (laughs) I really am. I think it's it's juvenile and it's pointless. It really is, and I can't stress that enough. I, I really can't. I feel I feel like, and even and like I, even when I do it, I don't feel good. It, it just all around just doesn't feel good. Uh, so you know, yeah. I guess the best thing is to 
honestly, the only thing you can do is just see how it plays out, you know, because yeah. it's out of your hands, you know, especially if you if you've placed the ball back in the, in that person's court, mm-hmm. you know, if you were just like, okay, if this is what we're doing, then let's do it, and that can last forever and I could last in you know a month I don't know you know however how much time do you need is is I guess a personal thing but I think after a certain amount of time it's just like okay this is it's dead like you know because like what what do you expect the other person to do just right did you expect me to be waiting around till you decided to say words yeah no they do though (laughs) a lot of times they do right but no (laughs) but no it's not it's not right. So I guess that is one thing you can do is to at least reach out and say, hey, I know we haven't talked. I was wondering what's up or what's going on. I'm available when you want to talk or something to that effect. And that that also depends on the situation. If this is somebody that you were really close to, have an intimate relationship with, even if it's just friends or family, not just romantic, but like you don't have to do that with everybody. But if you feel called enough to reach out just to say like, hey, I'm noticing there's something going on. I would like to talk about it. Let me know when you're ready. I think that that is maybe the best that you can do. And then at least it's in that person's court, like you said, and then it's up to them. And however long they take, you just got to be able to sit with the discomfort until they show it or don't. And then they always show up when you least expect it. <laughs> they always come back around when uh, you over here feeling your best good, life, right? You're feeling good. healed. Yes, <laughs> got it through. Does it does happen like that. It really yes. does happen like that. And every time I'm like, mm, mm, mm. and I have the conversation with myself, like, so what are you gonna do, Marlena? What are you, <laughs> are going, you going to answer do? this text message? Right, right. Uh, uh, but that's a good point, though. Like, okay, so when they come back around especially depending on how long it took, you do not have to respond. You're not required to respond. You can absolutely be like, no, I'm good. That's true. And just leave it at that. You don't have to say shit. I wish that I had more of that energy in me, you know? And it's something that I feel that I can work on, you know, because a lot of times, like, I don't want to say that I feel weak or anything like that because I... I respond or I I answer the message. I think for me, it's like, I'm not going to deny that I don't want to talk to this person, you know, unless it's a situation where you're just like, nah, I'm like you said, I'm good. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, that has happened before, you know, it may have taken me a long time to get there, but I got there and I could talk to the person all damn day, but like, I'm good on whatever it is. Like, there's no need to have the conversation anymore. We can have conversations about whatever, but I don't know if we necessarily need to tap back into that anymore because it has been a long time. So, you know, while it would be nice to have a resolution, it's also just like, hmm, I would have to really see some type of, what am I trying to say? Like, I would have to see some serious behavioral changes, you know, Mm. and it probably would take me some time to even trust that that was real. You know, absolutely. Everyone has a representative. I feel like at the, when they're like undone something wrong or they're trying to get back in. And of course they're going to go above and beyond, but it's like, okay, so no, what are we doing? (laughs) Right. (laughs) What are we doing? you know, if you come back, like, okay, you're going to have to come back. This is going to have to be a completely different relationship. That relationship is dead. So how are we going to build this new relationship and build the trust back? Mm -hmm. Because it's gone. Yeah. And I'm not going to be so freely open either to just let you back in. Right. So, right. But I've been convinced. I'm not going <laughs> to say that I haven't been convinced because I have, you know, and nine times out of 10, it wasn't shit. So, <laughs> you know, meaning that there was no real change, you know, that was right. just a front. Yeah. I think for me, I have, I won't say that I've always been the one to just be like, no, nah, I'm good. I ain't talking to you no more. I have definitely felt tempted or wanted to engage with that person again when the silent treatment is over. And a lot of it is because I just want to know, like, 
my curiosity gets the best of me and I'd be feeling some kind of way. And I just want to oh, know, like, I want answers. Exactly. That's true. No, I, I want information felt like that. I've definitely felt like that. So like, tell me what was it? Like, say that to me, say it out loud. I want to hear it. Uh, but then and don't they, be shy about it either. Like really say it, like say, say it, like it's okay. The, right. Especially that now that time has passed and my feelings are not so caught up in it. I probably can digest what you have to say a little better. Differently, yeah. And differently, yeah. I can go about it a whole another way and just be like, okay, that's interesting that that's how you felt. Right. (laughs) You know, but let's clear some things up. That's definitely not what was happening. Right, right. We just had the conversation that needed to be had, then that will be, you know, we probably could have resolved it and probably would have been better for it. But right. You chose different. And that's the part that I be on a lot of the time where I'm just like, no, you chose this. So why do I owe you my time and energy now? Because now you want to talk? No, I'm good. I wanted to talk before you wasn't ready and you didn't communicate that you weren't ready and we didn't set a timeline from when we were going to talk. You don't get to come back around and try to have a conversation. So keep with your silent treatment. I'm good. (laughs) Stay your ass over there. I'm good. Uh, All good over here. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, but that shit, you know, that shit does take time. It does. It It even takes time to not be someone who gives other people the silent treatment. Like, I have definitely done it. Usually because my feelings got hurt or we were on the same merry-go-round. I didn't already said it once. I'm not going to keep saying it again. Um, I don't know how to continue to communicate to you that what you're doing is not okay. So then I just shut up about it. And that's not always the healthiest way of dealing with it. But, you know, I think it takes time also to get to the point where you are able to communicate yourself. And I was going to say in a healthy way, but no, not even in a healthy way. Communicate yourself at all. Because sometimes you just got to yell and scream it out. Because <laughs> that's all you have. But at least you said it. You know, I I can say that there's only been a handful of times where I have come outside of myself and really like like a yelling type situation. That has only happened a couple of times. And I feel like it should happen more, you know? Mm. I feel like it should happen more because I feel like I have sat on a lot of things. And I don't necessarily mean yelling. I take that back. But just being confident enough to be like, nah, you know, being okay with saying the wrong because a lot of times right i don't want to deal with it i don't want to deal with it or whatever and that has ended up having me turn into yeah turn into you know the the silent treatment right but that's not the person i want to be you know sure i want to be able to have a healthy boundary there where it should be okay for me to voice what i have to say without it being attack right or attack on my character because right. me, it's just it's not right. <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I mean, to me, it's not right. That's my opinion. <laughs> right. Some, but it doesn't feel good. How about that? Right. I feel like I have used the silent treatment in place of being the person who goes off. I have definitely been that person because. I don't go off, go off very often. I'll tell you about yourself real calm, cool, collected in a second. But when I get to the point where I'm angry, I'm ready to yell and scream. uh, I might cuss you out real quick. That's when I'm like, you know what? Mm -mm. Give me a moment. I need to like collect myself and I'm just not going to talk to you because that doesn't feel good to me to communicate to somebody in that way. Somebody specifically that I care about. um, But even just like in general, like I'm just not the type of person to be yelling and screaming at folks. I just, that's not me. Not going to do it. So I use the silent treatment in those ways when it's like, I don't know how else to communicate this to you except to like really go off. And I'm trying not to do that. So like, let me chill out. But you know, that's not always a good thing. Sometimes people need you to go off on them. (laughs) I truly believe that. says the therapist (laughs) sometimes people really truly need that because they don't understand otherwise yeah I do believe that I think for me in 
a relate like a romantic relationship, it's it gets hard because I don't know. You know how you just don't want to see the same reflection of your past. Yep, absolutely. And so you're like, I don't want to come outside of myself. I should be able to just talk just like this in this tone and have, you know, a dialogue without it being like a screaming match or without it being, oh, I I need to cuss them out or I need to go off on them. Like I I prefer it to be like this, but I think, I mean, it does get to that way sometimes. I mean, I have done it, but I don't feel like I've done it to the right, I don't want to say not to the right people, but I have not done it enough. Mm -hmm. I have sat on on a lot of my anger or frustrations and just sat on them and just uh, not just, you know, tucking them away and not dealing and dealing with my feelings in private. Right. And so, yeah, it doesn't feel good in a partnership or with someone you're with because you feel like, like you said, about being safe. You, I don't even feel safe to even like be vulnerable in front of you and tell you how I'm really right. feeling and how this is right. affecting me anymore. Mm. Okay. So this is taking me to a whole other topic that, you know, could have an episode in and of itself, but we are both Black women. And this is making me think about this whole trope of like the angry Black woman and also the trope around the strong Black woman. And so I'm kind of wondering, because as I'm hearing you talk about that, it's making me think like how much of me silencing myself and choosing not to act out in anger is because of the fact that I don't want to be seen as an angry woman, specifically an angry Black woman. And how much of me also kind of keeping it together is because I don't want to be, because I, I've i been taught or I have this like unrealistic idea of what it means to be strong, right? Mm. And I feel like, like even just hearing you say that, because you keep saying... I don't want to get out of outside of myself. And I'm like, yeah, I've said the same thing, but for whatever reason, hearing you say it, I'm like, who's to say that being angry is outside of myself? Like I'm allowed to be angry. I'm a human with emotions. And sometimes people do shit that you deserve to be angry about. Like, why does that have to be me getting outside of myself? And so I I don't know. That was just a whole sidebar situation that just happened in my head. But I really wonder like how much of silencing ourselves is about not wanting to be viewed in a certain kind of way by other people. Mm, I think for me, I mean, that could be it. But a lot of times if you've been conditioned, how do you know? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great question. I mean, how do you really know? Because if it's true conditioning, you, you know, you might not ever know. Yeah. Why you do the things you do or whatever, or what affects our, you know, uh, your reaction to certain things. Some things, especially right, stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Some things are right in your face. You know, it's just like right. a dead giveaway. But if you've been conditioned and kind of, you know, molded into this version of you, um, I think it's good to ask those questions, you know, to right. have that dialogue to figure out if that's, you know, could that be a part of it or, you know, or is it just fact that, you know, like I said, you don't want to tap into your past or you, uh, you just simply don't like conflict, you know, like I am, I would say for me, I'm pretty lighthearted. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty, um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're so outgoing. You're so like, you could talk to anybody. You have so many different types of friends, types of people, you know, and and I feel that that is true because I try to keep it just keep it cool, keep it light. Like I don't need. Yes, we can have these amazing conversations and and we can debate and di- agree to disagree. We can do all of those things, but at the end of the day, I like to keep it, my like the people around me, my environment, li- like happy and lively. Like I just yeah. like it to be like just cool. Like I don't need the drama. And so when the drama is just sitting there and it's not being resolved, like I said, like it just doesn't make sense to me. Right. And um, yeah, it makes me shut down more than anything because Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hmm, okay. So this is what we're doing. Cool. I no longer feel safe again. Right. Cool. (laughs) (sighs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have nothing else on that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we just paused. We just had a moment to our to ourselves, just like, mm, mm, mm. It was one of those moments. You just, yeah. just, wow. Um, I, I think it's one of those things, one of those topics or situations that varies tremendously. Um, and it is hard to know how to move and how to shift. Like many of us have done it. Many of us will do it again. Many of us have been victims of it. And it is, there are so many reasons. And I think the biggest issue is like, how do you honor yourself while still honoring whatever feelings are present for that relationship Mm. in a way that feels okay for you? Because it, I, to me, it has to be both. I have to also honor myself. I'm not going to chase behind you. I'm just not. You need to be able to show up and say, you know what? I'm having a hard time and I'm going to take a minute. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair. And so how do you honor yourself while also honoring whatever feelings you have towards that relationship or in that relationship? And everybody gets to decide how they want to do that individually. But yeah. It becomes hard because then you're like, is this person intentionally trying to hurt me or are they just having a hard time communicating? Because if they're having a hard time communicating, like how much of that is on me? Like how much of that is my responsibility? The truth of the matter is, it's really not your responsibility, but you show up in the relationship with some responsibility. What does that look like? And how do you honor yourself while doing that? Holding space for their challenges. It's hard. It's really it is. hard. It's, it can be difficult because you always want to give the person the benefit of the doubt and you always want to give them grace because you care about them. Absolutely. You know? And so if this is truly something that they need to do, you're like, okay, like I understand, you know? And yeah. You just, you're open to the idea, but you know, it's also like you said, like, how do you, it does make you feel like, okay, well, this person, you know, this person, do, so are they doing this intention? It does feel like an intentional matter because it's personal. You know, a lot right. of people say, don't take things personally. Um, you know, you, you shouldn't take things personally. And I'm like, but if it's a part of my life, it's personal. Right. It's personal. Right. It's already personal. So it's no way for me to just say, well, don't take it personally. I think your response when it comes to it is where the work lies, I guess, because, you know, you could take it personally and be like, well, fuck them then. And just be like, (laughs) I'm done. Like, you know, I'm done. I don't want to do it. Or you can recognize what you have or see the challenges and say, okay, I'm willing. Here's where my boundary lies. I'm Mm -hmm. willing to wait a month or I'm willing to wait three months. I don't know, whatever that timeline is for you that you feel comfortable with, then that's, you know, that's your call to make. Yeah. But if it goes past that boundary that you set, then it's just like, it is what it is. Like you said, Mm -hmm. they can come back and, oh, well. Right. And I think the, the point about not taking it personally is less about not feeling something about it, but, and feeling like it's about, um, feeling hurt or whatever, But it's more about recognizing that a lot of the times people's behaviors are not about you. It is happening to you. They are doing it towards you, which makes it feel personal. But a lot of times it is about their inability to handle and manage whatever is going on with them internally. That don't make it right, (laughs) right? You should definitely operate and move through that because that is your healing work for yourself. But the not taking it personally is working through whatever comes up for you that starts to make you feel like you're not good enough or you're not worthy or you're unlovable or um, or even that just that you did something wrong because chances are you may not have, right? Uh, they just took it a certain kind of way. So I think that's the work is like, how do you heal from and move into a space where you can recognize that it's not about you. This is their stuff. Yeah. And that is hard. That is really freaking hard, especially in certain kinds of a relationship. But I think that's the work. It's being able to recognize that this person is not in a healthy place to be able to communicate with me in a way that feels good. And that's about them. That's not about me. And that's down on that. 
period. All right, this next segment is called Roses. Marlena, who would you like to offer your rose to today? Um, all the single guys out there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Get it um, together. <laughs> I'm, I'm only saying that because fucking, what's that show? Uh, what are they be giving out the roses? The, the bachelor. bachelor? Yeah, the bachelor <laughs> or whatever. First of all, I don't even watch that or whatever. Me either. I, I know some people, I have some friends that are like, they really love that show. And I'm just like, how? How are you watching this shit? Like, and I'm like, are, can't you see that these people are like low key kind of trashy though? Like, why are they hooking up with everybody? <laughs> everybody. I've literally never seen an episode of it. I've never seen an episode of it, but I've seen like parodies of it. Mm-hmm. Like parodies of it. There's a show that I think it's, I can't remember the name, Burning Love. Yeah, I think it's called Burning Love. It's so funny. It's just basically <laughs> them making fun of that whole like rose ceremony, all that stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's so funny. Um, but who am I giving my roses to this week? I'm gonna give it to New York City. Um <laughs> I was just there and I've been in New York a bunch of times but I just love it man like every time I go I always think like could I live here it's just a, such a lively lively city there's so much so many things you can do i mean it's pretty crazy you can stay there probably the, your whole life and not even hit half of the things cuz there's mm. so many you know i saw like a a, a wine and sip like bar that was real cute I saw like I saw so many little like thoughts that I'm like dang I wish I had more time I could go do that or you know I was just looking at all these different things and walking through these different neighborhoods and seeing just like the distinctness of just like oh well this you can tell okay this is uh more rural and if you walk over here this is like there's a lot of graffiti over here there's a lot of you know um culture there's just a lot of culture in New York so um, you know, they always treat me good out there. Uh, well, you know, reasonably. New York reasonably, but you know, <laughs> New Yorkers sometimes you're like, okay, this is a little that's a little mad aggressive for no reason. Mad aggressive. <laughs> it, is, it is. But you know, I have that I sometimes I have that energy too. I, I know I can be a little aggressive. Um, you know, I don't want to say aggressive, but a little more aggressive. <laughs> I was like, maybe a little domineering sometimes maybe I could be a little you know I don't know I have that mat a little masculine energy I I, I know that it's there we uh, all do we're supposed to we're supposed to so I kind of just tap into that when I'm in New York so I like it um and every time I go I always think like dang I should extend my trip because there's mm. so much stuff to do and you know, and then I used to have really good friends. Well, they don't live there anymore, but I had a really good friend that lived in New York and just like being there with him and just seeing different places through people's eyes. And mm-hmm. it's just been, it, it's always a good experience. So um, shout, out shout out to, to New York. NYC, concrete jungle with dreams of made. No. Really? Really? That's what we're doing? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Katrina, who would you like to give your rose to this week? I am giving my rose to Black women in corporate America who are fighting for Black mental health. Um, I had a couple meetings this week with um, people. Okay, so before I got on the call for the meetings, they were virtual, video, whatever. uh, I did not know that these were going to be Black women. I just didn't think about it, had no idea or whatever. And then I got on the call and actually let me rephrase that because I'm a, I, that was completely an assumption and that's something I need to work on. Black people who are female presenting, okay? Because I got on the call and I see these beautiful brown skin female presenting folks, and we're having conversations about supporting mental health at these institutions that they work at. And I just felt so good. Like the conversation was really good. 
the way that I feel like I was able to show up in those conversations was different because I there was there's just a different energy when you're talking to black folks. Um, and they I felt like they were showing up differently. Obviously, I don't know these people any other kind of way. So I don't know how they talk to other people when they're at work, but I just have a feeling <laughs> that we were dropping the code switching and being able to really show up as ourselves. And that felt really nice. And it just reminds me of how much I love what I do. <laughs> and it just reminds me of how much I really just enjoy watching Black people do the thing. Like, especially when the thing that we are doing is supporting other Black folks and just making sure that we are healthy and well. So shout out to Black folks in co- corporate America that are out here fighting for Black mental health in corporate America for your job in um, education institutions for students like all of those things y'all are amazing keep doing what y'all do I mean I just yeah it made me really excited and it felt really good this week to like log on and just see black faces and have these conversations so that's where my rose goes to today Shout out to the black execs. We need more of you. Yes. Oh my please. goodness. I'm tired of And not you. just in the DEI section, like not just in diversity and inclusion. Like we need them all over. Yeah. I'm tired of <laughs> but, seeing these you know. stale boardrooms. <laughs> Lord. That's a whole other conversation. Right. <laughs> a whole other conversation. It really is, but. I don't know. I feel like even us doing this podcast is helping, you know, because the more that we talk about mental health, I mean, not that the podcast is all centered around that, but it is in a way, you know, just speaking. We're talking about all the things that impact our mental health. Yeah, that exactly. So I feel like just all these small outlets just to me makes it even more, um, you know, these companies will realize even more how much uh, a need there really is for that. And, you know, hopefully broaden their horizons, <laughs> you know? We hope. We hope, but, you know, or we just make our own shit and then, And then know. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's important that. to have it, all of it. Yes, to have our own shit, of course, but it's important. It's like, we can't, we can't say, that these big old corporations don't make major decisions within absolutely life, you know, absolutely. Um. So yeah, yeah, we here, we out here, pull we up. doing it. <laughs> we here, pull up. <laughs> well, that was another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P O D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. For sure.